Now, it's time to put it all on the table through mediation. Your host, Teresa E. Keeves, is a professional mediator, here to educate, inform, enlighten, and inspire everyone about the great benefits in the process of professional mediation to resolve conflicts, disagreements, and disputes relating to business or personal matters. Now, here's your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And so it is. In the wake of the tragedies that were inflicted upon Paris this week, my listeners, the bombing of the airplane in Egypt that took all of the lives on board, even the actor Charlie Sheen saying that he has HIV and has been paying millions of dollars for keeping that information quiet as he feared for his career and reputation being put down further than it has in the past. Our country states not wanting to accept the refugees from Syria are just a few examples for why I felt it appropriate to bring my show with a prayer. My ultimate favorite, the Lord's Prayer. As this prayer is so beneficial in my life, and I feel that it is important, I know it may be important to a lot of you out there, is this is how I start my day. And throughout my day, particularly in the need to heal and to gain peace from violent acts that are so rapidly and consistently occurring now in our lives. Prayer for me helps bring peace when we are hurting, need guidance or confused. Prayer assists me in getting clarity for what it is going on in our world and what is it that possibly we can do to make this world a better place or what to do when a door has been closed for an opportunity that we so desperately wanted open or you have lost a loved one. Good morning, my listeners. This is Teresa E. Keys, and I'm your host for Put It All on the Table through Mediation, broadcasting on the fabulous TalkZone.com internet radio. And I so appreciate you listening to me as I know you have choices. So, I'm going to ask the question, how have you, you all say, you're not saying it in unison, though, but you're saying that you have been all doing just fine, doing just great. Thank you. I love that, listeners. And so now how am I doing? I'm doing just fine. So cool. And it's game. We are all in sync. Now, once again, welcome to my show. I have a little bit of sinus and uh, or cold or something like that, but as I was ex- explaining to my um, uh, great uh, engineer Dave, giving him a shout out, uh, that um, it's not going to stop me from doing what it is that I need to do today. So now, the topic of my is just human beings. And how can professional mediation help for stopping and 
or deterring violent acts from happening? These are some of the questions that I will be discussing with my guest, who is technology expert Brian Keyes. Okay, now he has been on my show before, and yes, the the last name Keyes. Yes, he's he's my husband. So now you guys all know. Okay, now before I bring my guest on, listeners, let's talk about a couple of things. Yes, next Thursday is Thanksgiving Day. Happy Thanksgiving to you all out there. Gobble, gobble, gobble. For all of you um, who are going to be preparing meals, have you started shopping, you know, for the groceries, you know, preparing, getting all of your, all of your dishes together? For example, I just want to share with you guys that depending on the brand of turkeys, the starting prices that I have seen are $25, and as I was talking with my cousin, LaTanya Atkins, yesterday, she's also my hairstylist. Hi, LaTanya. I snuck um, I snuck out a shout-out out there, okay? Well, she was telling me that she saw turkeys as high as $50 at a grocery store out here called Fry's Foods. Um, and um, here's my comment on that, guys. Oh, come on now. And seriously, you know, you could probably raise a turkey cheaper than that. I don't know. I, I'm i just saying. I'm just saying. Okay, let's move on. It's announcement time. Now, I won't be airing next um, Thursday, okay, as I will be talking to you all again on December 3rd as my guest will be Nicholas Shepard. He is a retired NBA star who played for the Lakers and the Arizona Suns. Now, he will be joined by my guest Reginald C. Campbell and Paris Martin Daniel, two of the most educated sports enthusiasts I have ever encountered in my life. And we will be discussing the benefits for infusing professional mediation into the NBA arena. So listeners, that show will air December 3rd at 8 a.m. on TalkZone.com. Don't miss it. Tell all your friends and your family members, okay? All right, now it's shout-out time. Now, I would like to give an early shout-out to my son, Paris, who was actually born on Thanksgiving Day. Can you believe that? I, I clearly remember my mom um um who <laughs> when she she was she brought she brought me up some some food after you know the baby was born and things like that you know on on Thanksgiving I was in in the hospital there you know that was a good memory and um so I just want to say happy birthday son and to all of my listeners who will be celebrating a birthday next Thursday happy birthday to you as well now here's one more shout out to my grandsons, whose name is also Paris, he's my oldest son's son, if you haven't got that yet. Now, he's a handsome and smart nine-year-old little boy, and he is in Taekwondo. And so um, this past Tuesday, he went, um, he has his blue belt, and so then he was going for his brown belt. And now, for all of you out there who may not know about Taekwondo, well, 
to do the color of the belt. You know, what does the color of the belt mean, Teresa? Just what is that? Well, let me try to put it in perspective for you that he is just three belts away from receiving his black belt. How cool is that? Congrats to my baby boy. All right. Now, moving on. As we are embarking on celebrating Thanksgiving with our family, friends, and loved ones, are we really thinking about what and who we are grateful for? Other than thinking about the tasty foods we are going to eat and the laughter we will share with our family, friends, and loved ones. Now, don't get me wrong, guys out there, okay? Don't get me wrong. There is absolutely nothing wrong with having laughter and eating delicious prepared Thanksgiving meals. That is not what I am referring to. What I'm talking about, guys, is as we are partaking in this beautiful celebration, are we being mindful of what we are grateful for or what we should be grateful for? And let me say that gratitude thinking should not only be done on Thanksgiving, but every day of our lives. That's all. Okay. Now, let's bring on my guest. His name is Brian Keeves, and he is a technology expert. He has over 30 years of experience in the technology arena, and he consults with some of the largest and well-known organizations, giving them advice about their computing environments and or straightening out issues these organizations may be experiencing. He has been on my show twice before this year, and all that is left now is to say, welcome to my program, Brian, and how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great, Teresa. How about you? I am doing fabulous. I'm just ready for for my talk. Are you? Yep, and I have to apologize to the listeners as well. I'm getting over a cold. I'll, I'll blame you. Uh, I don't think I don't I don't think so. I, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. OK. All right. Now let's get back. OK, Brian, the topic of my program today is destruction. Is it inevitable with human beings? Now, I want to start by asking you simply just what are your thoughts on the title of my show today? Well, my thought is that the answer is, is an emphatic no. And if you can give me a couple of minutes, I'd like to kind of uh, talk about something that, you know, my reasoning behind that. Um, as you know, and I've said this before, I'm a numbers guy, right? I, I look at the numbers, and I, I, I've done research on this previously, and I think that people as a society, um, don't take individuals, but as a group, as a, as a, as a species, we are making decisions that, although if you look at the news, it seems like everything is, is blowing up and everything's bad right now, but things were much better in the, or sorry, much worse in the past and much better today. Um, I think people tend to, and I'll coin a phrase, they kind of live in a historical utopianism. They think of the good old days, but forget about all the problems there. And I'll give you some examples. Um, Steven Pinker wrote a book in 2011 called The Better Angels of Our Nature, Why Violence Has Declined. Mm -hmm. And the supposition behind this is if you go back in history, 
the 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 chance that this, the statistical possibility of you dying dying from a violent death was much higher than it is today. I'll give you an example. <clears throat> the worst in recorded history, the worst death toll, if you adjust it per capita to today's population, was the Lushan Revolt in China in the 8th century. If we adjusted the, the death toll to today's population and cap, per capita death toll, we would have an absolute atrocity. There would, there would have been 429 million deaths, as an example. Mm-hmm. And plays out this, he, he adjusts all of these um, various atrocities in, in the past in wars, and he basically gave us a top 20 list. And, for example, um, we, un- we don't even get to the United States or the Americas until number seven, with the killing of <clears throat> the American Indians at an adjusted rate of 92 million, then the African slave trade at an adjusted rate of 83 million. The Second World War, which is the biggest event in the 20th century, essentially, comes in at mm-hmm. number nine. It comes in at number nine on the list. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, okay, go ahead. Yeah, so... The, the, if, if you actually look at a graph, again, I'm a numbers guy, if you look at a graph of death rates through history, it comes down so low in to, 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 to today that you can hardly even see it. It looks like it's just on the line. And the thing mm-hmm. that happens for violent crime, if you look at the statistics, violent crime is down, and disease, death from diseases are down as well. And the reason why it feels like today there's a lot going on, and I'll take Paris as an example, what happened last Friday in Paris, is we have the 7 by 24 news cycle that it's right in front of you. It's always there. It's always there. And people are seeing it and thinking the world is collapsing. Well, okay, we have 123 deaths in Paris on the Friday. In the United States alone, and this isn't even the whole world, in the United States alone on Friday, we had about 100 traffic deaths. Do we mm-hmm. have coverage of it? Absolutely not. Why? Because it's normalized, which is just a mathematical term for it's the new normal. It's mm-hmm. it what we expect. We know that there are going to be traffic deaths. We know this is happening. So we, we don't even report it. We don't even count it. It's just a it's just a statistic at the end of the year that the government um, publishes that here's the number of traffic deaths for the year. But almost the same number of people died and were injured on just the United States roads. That, and, and if you kick out the whole world, it's much larger than that. So it's that it's that it's in your face, and we and we see it constantly. My supposition is we actually live in the best time in history. Now, yeah, we have challenges. There's climate change. There's terrorism. But your statistical probability of being killed by a terrorist act is like 0.01% compared to being killed driving your car. 
But people don't oh. think it's terrorism. They look at the news and they see crime, terrorism, things happening. Okay, here here's my thing. Here here here's my thing. I'm I just want to interject something here yep. because you said you said uh, quite a few things. Okay, you said that you know because you are a, a numbers man, and I understand that. Here's the thing, you know, because um I'm I'm tooting my own horn, but you know I was a genius in statistics and knowing how individuals come across getting statistical information. I also know that from being taught by some of the best statistical professionals um, that the university had to offer, how they can tweak any kind of information whenever they want, however they want, depending on depending on the situation and, and depending on what it is they want to get across as they are presenting this information to the the public, to John Q. Public. OK, so um, the thing is, is that. We as human beings have common sense and we can look and see if something is is teetering to the left or teetering to the right. If something is in the middle or something is going bad or something's going great. We could see this. Now, I know that, you know, in, in that you had mentioned uh, earlier about, for example, the traffic, that there were more people that had lost their lives in traffic. OK, I get that. However, that was in. Um, secessions. That was not at a one-time thing. So, um, in regards to the the, I want to co- also comment on uh, what you said about Paris. What happened in Paris that 129 people lost their lives, but also, but also you have 359 people who were uh, terribly injured, and then a hundred who uh, who more who were injured even worse than that. And the thing is, is that it's occurring more and more and more and more and more on a daily basis. What yeah, I'm going a- absolutely. That's that's why yeah. I say people listen yeah. to this, think think of history as better than today because they forget, and that's why I call it a historical utopianism. It's it's you know I but I, I actually agree with everything you said previously. You can use statistics. Like I'm I was I know I gave the example of if you went back to the eighth century and mapped out all the violent deaths to today, <clears throat> we're hardly a blip. But if you went from um, 2000, well, you're going to see a huge spike on um, se- uh, September uh, 11th, 2001, of course, and then you're going to see some spikes all the way along through the Iraq War, through... Um, you know, to today, you're gonna, you're, you see some spikes in terms of, of these things happening. So I do agree, but my supposition is that I think that because the news media, the 724 cycle, pushes the, um, pushes this all the time, that yeah, people do feel, like you were saying, you, you know, people can tell that things are worse or better, but if you look at the numbers, there, you know, we really, I still say, we live, we should be optimistic. We actually live in, I think, the be- one of the best times in history because disease is down, violent crime is down, historical uh, deaths are down, and we, you know, we, we tend to forget that when all the, all that the news is pushing is, you know, an airplane was blown up, there was a terrorist attack in Paris, you know, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. And it makes us 
I think as a society, it detracts us from what we really should be looking at, which is how do we reduce traffic deaths? How do we <clears throat> create a new antibiotic that is going to counter um, these drug-resistant bacteria? I just heard on NPR last night that all of our antibiotics, we might as well just throw them out because <clears throat> even the latest and greatest, um, the bacteria are not effective. Uh, they're not sorry. They're not effective against the bacteria that are out there. Okay. Uh, that's uh, what we uh, should be thinking about. <laughs> okay. Well, here, here, here's the thing. You know, I need to take a break in in two minutes, and I want to comment on what you just said. Okay, the diseases. You're saying that the diseases are down, but then you also said a few moments ago about the resilience of, let's say, um. Uh, you know, our antibiotics against diseases, okay, that, that are out there today. So that just tells you that the mutation of diseases that we are dealing with today, and one could say that, okay, well, you know, how is it better if the, if, if the, if the, um, um, if, if the, if the, um, uh, medicine, um, such as penicillin that was, uh, invented by, uh, one of my, uh, great uh, uh, heroes, Jonas Salk, is no longer being, you know, uh, attributing to diminishing any of the any of the diseases, you know, even a cold or, or whatever, you know, in today's time. So one yep. could also say on the other spectrum, Brian, that, you know, well, where how is that getting better? Because when Jonas Salk and 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 uh, Madam, um, uh, um Oh God, what is her name? Madame Marie Curie. Uh, yeah, uh, came up with the, you know, with the x-rays and things like that. Okay, that was fabulous, you know. But now in today, things have heightened, things have grown. And the other thing I want to say before I take the break is that, um, I agree that we should be, uh, looking at things that are more positive. And I agree that the news does, uh, uh, put a lot of the, a lot of negativity, they, they show it and show it and show it and show it. However, the fact still remains that it's true, that it is happening. That is true and it is happening. And the public, John Q. public, needs to be informed of what's happening because we are a collective. We are one and we need to know what's going on in this world, how, what it is that we need to do so that we can better adjust and or protect ourselves and our families. But, you know, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'm just saying that I, I I hear what you're saying, but then you know on the other side I I, I, I disagree I with some of the things that you're saying. But but hold that thought, hold that thought. Let me let me take a break real quick, and then we'll be back to continue our discussion. And then I want to take it to another part. Okay, stay tuned. Yep. This is Teresa E. Keeves. Can you believe that this is the end of the year? Our most festive holiday celebrations are approaching quickly. My question to you is, do you have upcoming events that you would like to spread the word about? Or advertising your business holiday specials? Or what about fundraisers? Well, I have an offer for you. It's called 26200. Let me explain. You can have two 60-second advertisement slots for $200. That's right, $200. You can record your advertisement, keep it at 60 seconds, upload it to me via email, and you will be all set. Sounds simple? Because it is. 
For more information, give me a call at 480-283-7270. That's 480-283-7270 or email me at info at denovobusiness.com. Do you have disagreements with your landlord regarding your home or apartment that you are renting? Or have you fallen behind in your HOA payments and you cannot reason with the HOA Association for resolution of your issues? I can assist you. I am an independent professional mediator. My name is Teresa E. Keeves. Give me a call at 480-283-7270. Or email me at Teresa at MediationTalkShow.expert. You do not have to litigate your disagreements. They can be professionally mediated. The process of professional mediation is an effective, efficient, timely, and less costly method for resolving your disputes. Please give me a call for a 0283-7270. Now it's time to put it all on the table through mediation. Here's your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Thank you for returning with me and my guest, Brian Keeves. The topic of our discussion today is destruction isn't inevitable with human beings. Now, right before we went to break, Brian, um, um, I, I, I will, you know, give, give you a minute. It seems like you wanted to, you had something else to say, but I'll give you a minute to, to say what it, you know, to finish your sentence, what it is that you want to say, and then I want to move the topic on. Absolutely. Yeah, so what I wanted to say was that, you know, you, you were saying that, you know, these things are happening out there. We do have challenges. We absolutely do. We have challenges around, you know, climate change. We have challenges around terrorism and refugees. We have challenges around, you know, health care, disease, et cetera. And that actually, to me, bolsters my argument. You know, like I said at the very beginning, we have the choice. We as a society can choose what we focus on. So do we focus on blocking Syrian refugees from being resettled? Or do we actually focus on what's important? Like, you know, climate change. This is something that will affect us more and more and affect our descendants more and more. So, I mean, it, it doesn't seem like it's, um, it's not in your face, right? It isn't like, okay, we, you know, New York didn't get flooded yesterday and displaced a million people, but it's going to happen. And, and the thing is that we need to think along those lines of, you know, stop knee-jerk reactions like these politicians saying they're not going to illegally allow refugees into their state. Well, they can't do that. Right, it's illegal. Right, it's not constitutional, but they their posture. Well, it's fe- it's federally mandated that the states don't right. have, you know, they don't they don't they don't have that power. And right. um, it, yeah, and uh, not to interrupt you, but I guess I am. But what I wanted to comment on was um the refugees and climate change. And you were saying, are we going to look at refugees? Are we going to look at climate change? We need to look at all of it. Okay, yep. we are ambidextrous. Okay, so there's not going to be just one thing. We do one thing at a time, then we're never going to resolve anything. Okay, that's going to take thousands upon thousands of years if we look at one thing at a time. There's always going to be something of varying importance that is going to befall upon us on this nation and even in our personal lives. So that um, and and one uh, one other thing I wanted to uh, uh, 
to say about climate change, and then I want to move on to the next uh, section here, is that um, um, as you were referring to, you know, in the past, in the past, there wasn't an issue with climate change, let's say 200 years ago, you know, um, the, you know, the, uh, uh, you know, we weren't having an issue with, um, um, you know, with our water that, you know, that there's not going to be enough water. For some reason, or other people think that we can drink the water out of the Pacific and Atlantic Ocean. But, you know, there's drinking water and then there's water for the ocean and the animals that live in there. OK, so, ladies and gentlemen, we cannot drink that water. OK, um, now, the the other thing um, about the climate change is, is that if you look at the, you know, where all of the ice caps are melting, they weren't melting hundreds of years Ago, but they're melting now, okay? And that's because it, it is warming. The global, the, 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 uh, the, the world is warming and there are varying and numerous reasons for that, which is a whole nother topic, okay? <laughs> We're not going to discuss that one today. All right. Now, let's move on. Now, Brian, almost a year ago, I had a fabulous discussion with Sandy Roberts. She's one of my favorite guests. Um, on my show and it aired the December 4th and the topic was mediating differences in a world filled with turmoil. Now it's really apropos for today. Now, one of the statements that I asked of Sandy and, and I'm going to bring it up again and that is, you know, there is a lot of turmoil going on in our world today and it's unfortunate as we are a world that is filled with love, humanity, care and we have great potential to accomplish many fabulous things collectively and collaboratively that promotes humanity on a grand scale. Now, we have done so in the past and the present, like continuing talks with Russia and China, and our wonderful President Obama is at the G20 summit representing this great nation. Now, I also quoted President Kennedy, who is one of my favorites, in part in his 1961 inaugural speech, and he said, those who ride the back of the tiger to inappropriately gain power eventually end up inside the tiger. With the destruction, Brian, that ISIS is embarking on our world today, do you find the quote I just stated from President Kennedy's inaugural speech of 1961 relating to the terrorist acts of today? Well, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm a firm believer that <clears throat> at, at least ultimately people will pay for their crimes, right? Mm-hmm. So if, if you go back and look, it may not happen quickly, but, you know, there was the Arab Spring where Qaddafi uh, was overthrown and, and killed, Um you know, it, it may not have been the best situation, but, um, the, the, you know, the leader of, um, Iraq during the, the, um, the Iraq war, the latest one, mm-hmm. was again captured, <clears throat> overthrown. Um, the, the situations may not have been, have turned out the way we want because there are, other circumstances in that kind of region of the world where you have tribal differences mm-hmm. and tribes seem to kind of gang up on each other when there's a power vacuum. Mm-hmm. And it, it has seemed like in the past that, that 
these strong men that, that we have supported at times, and but I'm, and I'm not supported at other times, um, have kind of kept the peace between the tribe, mm-hmm. um, a lot of times through extreme violence. But ultimately, to me, these people do account for what they're doing. So ISIS is being diminished right now. <clears throat> um, there is a... It looks like we're actually going to have a real coalition now to combat ISIS, at least from the air. Um, it's to be seen if anyone is going to want to put boots on the ground, um, other than the Kurds. Yeah. <laughs> the Kurds have been doing an amazing job in fighting, being there, fighting ISIS and maintaining mm-hmm. their own territorial integrity. Um, but I, no, I firmly believe that that we that if we get together, we can accomplish anything. Oh, most most definitely, most most definitely. But see, that's 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 the thing. I mean. I mean, something very simplistic. I mean, look at the Golden Gate Bridge. What a phenomenon is that? I mean, that bridge is what? It's about, what, 70 years old? <laughs> something is quite old. I don't yeah. know the, the age From of the it. 30s. But it's been, yeah. it's been, ha- it's been hanging around for a very long time. Um, the bad thing about that is, okay, kind of correlating with what the discussion was earlier, is that there are not being the, I'm sorry, there, the things that need to, um, Make sure this bridge is is substantial for the continued use by our individuals who go across it every day are not being implemented. Okay, that's absolutely. I, that's I just one that. thing, and that's you know that's just a whole other that's, that's a whole other station uh, talk. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. I heard a a, uh, a number that I think it was on uh, Sunday morning on uh, the CBS Sunday morning this last week. Since 9/11, the United States we have spent 1.7 trillion with a T dollars on boosting our self-defense to counter terrorism. Well, you know what 1.7 trillion dollars could do for our infrastructure? We we wouldn't have any problems. We would have everything would have been replaced. We would have had all of our sewer lines, water lines, bridges, roads would be pristine today. If we could have spent 1.7 trillion dollars since 19, since 2001 on that, yeah, that's, yeah, that's exactly the point. You know, we're focusing on something <laughs> that, yeah, we need to do, but and it, it's too bad we couldn't have redirected those funds, just like you were saying. Just, <laughs> that's a perfect example of, well, of what we could do. Yeah, well, you know, the, 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 the thing, the thing is, is that, um, and this, this kind of brings me into my next, um, um, question here. But the, the thing is, is that, you know, we're talking about infrastructure. I was just bringing up the bridge as just one example. But, you know, more importantly, that, you know, education, which a lot of people don't think is part of the infrastructure. Oh, is, yeah. is, is depleting more than that bridge that I just mentioned and any other, the Brooklyn Bridge and any other bridges and our roads in this country. The education is depleting faster than any of those things, but that's something that is not talked about. And, um, I just wanted to mention that. And also about, I, I want to talk about this, the coalition 
um to combat ISIS. And um and 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 the thing is is that we all need to get together. Okay, and I say this on my program a lot. We need each other more than we think. Okay. And when and when things need to be fixed, coming together, you know, with with great ideas, openness and and listening is nothing like it. Now that segues me into um, you know, another another good question. Now Mediation is continuing to be more and more popular for resolving purposes, Brian, on a on a global scale. And it is growing out of the sphere for being used as a tool for divorces, credit card settlements, you know, neighbor disputes. You know what I mean? It's not, you know, people want to far often think, oh, that's it's good for divorces or whatever. But it's not. It's being used on a huge scale. And that is because talking is a wonderful thing. Open, honest, truthful, negotiation skills, and listening. I'm going to say that again. And listening in these conversations are extremely beneficial on a grandiose scale. Now, now, as so much can be accomplished through these talks, much more expeditiously, than setting up a committee to investigate the problem. When a problem happens, you know, like um, the incidents that happened over in Paris, unfortunately, you know, let's set up a committee. I mean, come on, you know, hiring a bunch of lawyers to talk about what to talk about and having the involved players, let's say, you know, right there in front of you, centered, laying out what they need to say, regardless that it that it may take a number of these sessions to come to an agreement I feel, Brian, is a beautiful thing versus what I just said, getting a committee. You know, time is going by time. As I've said before, my listeners know is our most precious, you know, one of our most precious, precious commodities. Okay, because that's something you could never get back. Now, having said that, I just like to know what are your thoughts on what I just said? You know, setting up the committees, hiring the lawyers to talk about what to talk about, talking for other people. Can no one express what it is that you need and you want better than yourselves? So why don't we do more of this? Absolutely. Um, One thing I'd like to just say on the last subject real quick, you know, you brought up um, the U.S. is behind Poland and Russia in education. So I absolutely agree about education. That is definitely our infrastructure. We need to improve it. Oh, yeah. Um, Yep. I mentioned that on, on my last show that last week we're yep. number 14. <laughs> we are exactly. number 14. That's, so, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, yep, that's what I'm bringing up. Um, that, and, and anyways, but to answer your question, yes, I, I totally agree. I mean, I, my, I mean, I applaud, um, our president, Obama, because, you know, he has, um, <clears throat> really taken a hard stance and, uh, against, this the, the knee-jerk reaction to just send in troops and the bomb people and the kill people and everything else all the time. Instead, he is very much a proponent of negotiation <clears throat> and mediation. And, you know, he, and if he has to, not getting boots on the ground, if he, he does have to go in using airstrikes instead, which minimize, you know, American casualties um, and, and work to minimize Collateral, excuse me, collateral casualties. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I had to take a drink of water. Um, 
So, for example, here's a concrete example. Um, mm-hmm. There are coming up in Geneva for the Syrian mm-hmm. war. And they're going to have 19 different parties there representing <laughs> the various peoples that have an interest in this war. And, I mean, I've got opinions about whether or not you can actually get anything done with 19 different parties in a room, all talking. Um, but I think it's a good step. I mean, look how long it's been going on for over five years now. And they're finally, mm-hmm. you know, sitting down and talking about things. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to the um, the pundits out there are pretty negative. They don't think anything will come of it. But you never know. I mean, even North and South Korea, you know, are they still officially have a conflict, but at least they... You know, they made, they worked out a, a ceasefire that has lasted for, uh, how many, 60 some odd years now. Yes, it's lasted and, for years. Right. And see, so, yeah, and see, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. So it's not perfect, right? And when you have, as you know, when you have different parties coming together, it's never going to be perfect. I, I think. I can't remember the exact quote, but you kind of told me this yourself, <clears throat> that, you know, an agreement is basically everyone getting some of what they want. And they don't get everything they want, maybe, but they get some of it, and everyone kind of walks away kind of happy, kind of unhappy. Well, it, you know, there it, you go. You have an agreement, though. That's the key thing, instead of fighting. Exactly. And the thing is, is that doing the best thing, what is right, doing the right thing. And that's something yep. that people have just totally forgotten. Um, and, and in what I'm saying is because, uh, human beings, so many of us just continue to move away from the source. Okay. Now I wanted to mention about you, you said something about boots on the ground. Okay. That was, you know, back in the day, you're talking about back in the day earlier in this conversation. Okay. Back in the day, they used boots on the ground, World War One, World War Two, yep. Vietnam War and all of this. You know, there's no need to have that. If we have the um, if we have the use of the technology, OK, uh, today that that, you know, about technology, if we have the technology used today. Why, you know, um, put boots on the ground and that's going to take away more people's um, family members and loved ones are going to lose their life or you know, lose a limb or something else, you know, in the, in the, in the whole duration of the war, you know, because war is just not the answer. I mean, we keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. And this is why I'm in, I am a huge proponent for mediation. And I'm going to continue to be a huge proponent for mediation because talking, as I said, is a wonderful thing. I don't care if it, if the talking is for five years. I don't care if there's 100 people in that room. Okay, an individual who or individuals who are overseeing those mediation sessions can collectively and collaboratively bring these individuals together so that we can become one and can become agreeable versus disagreeable. Okay. now, having said that, I'm going to need to take a quick break and come back with me. Stretch, get some coffee and tea. Do you know?
know that bullying in the workplace and in our schools, whether it's grammar schools or high schools, is becoming more and more prevalent? This includes the rise of verbal abuse and physical abuse to our senior citizens. As a matter of fact, bullying is on the cusp of becoming a dominant occurrence in today's society. For example, CareerBuilder.com survey of 2012 noted that about 50% of all workplace bullying goes unreported. And NBC News reported that bullying statistics of 2013 for senior citizens is on the rise in America. And that statistics for bullying-related incidences in our schools, well, unfortunately, it is on the rise. If you find yourself being bullied in school or in the workplace and you need someone to help resolve your differences with professionalism, fairness, impartiality, and giving a platform to be heard, give me a call. Professional mediator Teresa E. Keyes at 480-283-7270 or email me at Teresa at mediationtalkshow.expert. Welcome back to Put It All on the Table Through Mediation. Here again, Teresa E. Keeves. Thank you for returning with me. I certainly appreciate it. Um, I am discussing destruction. Is it inevitable with human beings with my guest, Brian Keeves? Now, before we went on break, we talked about uh, we were discussing war. And I said that war is not the answer. And um, uh, Brian, you were saying that um, um, that having 19 countries together in one room, um, you don't see where that may be the the most feasible thing to do um, to come to um, a collective uh, agreement. Okay, I just want to read something to you. Now, this is back from 2011, but um, uh, ladies and gentlemen, there's a, um, there is a, um, a, a blog, and it's JAMS, ADR blog reports. Okay. It's J A M S A D R B L O G dot com. And back in 2011, I'll say, okay, the title of it was UN member countries promote use of mediation to peacefully resolve conflict. And it states in part, Ghana had a press conference on October 24th, its annual UN day to announce its support of peaceful resolution through mediation. Coming off of the heels of the recent U.N. resolution to make the most of mediation to peacefully resolve disputes, Ghana also called in other member countries to make the most out of the opportunity and to reflect and deliberate on issues affecting humanity. Now, noting the untapped potential of mediation, the U.N. resolution drafted as a joint effort by Greece, their use of mediation and other tools outlined in Chapter 6 of the U.N. Charter for the peaceful settlement of disputes as well as prevention and resolution. The text adopted unanimously without a vote is the first resolution on the use of mediation ever passed by the United Nations. Okay? Now, that just goes to show what I was saying about mediation, that my show is a number of things, and one of them is to educate it. It says that in the preface of before me even starting to talk. And I want to educate my listeners on the fact that mediation is a great tool. It is a powerful tool, and it is being used across the world to resolve differences 
that will advert things that we as human beings have been doing all our lives, such as having war and things of that and things of that nature. Now, for example, Brian, I, I, I do have a question, you know, kind of off the cuff. All right. Let's say now. In regards to mediation. All right. Now, no, no, no. Let me let me let me reframe this question. I'm sorry. You having the technology expertise, knowing that there are a number of technology tools that countries are using that they, let's say, spy on other countries. And they could tell when something is brewing, brewing, so when something is, is getting ready to go awry. All right. Now, when something is getting ready to go awry, my question is why isn't this technology being used to get these people together okay and let's and let's start diffusing it using mediation um using negotiation using talks and all the other great benefits that are uh, that are collected let's try to get these individuals together and talk before it gets set set off into something that is really 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 crazy you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And my answer is, you know, technically, there's no reason why we couldn't do that. It, it really all boils down to, in my opinion, um, issues of nationalism and visibility. You know, um, I'll give you an example. It's not really related to war, but <laughs> I had always thought that prior to that Malaysian flight that disappeared, I'd always thought we used satellites to track, you know, we could, we could use satellites to track planes. Mm-hmm. And actually, actually, what I, we, we just learned um, <clears throat> recently, there was a, a few stories about this, is that, no, it's only the land-based radio signals that are collected. When planes are over the ocean, there's absolutely nothing tracking them. And that's why it was such a problem to try to figure out where you know, the Malaysian flight went to. And but but the good news is because of the visibility, because we decided collectively to do something about it, we now have an international agreement to track flights, planes over water by mm-hmm. time, and we'll be able to see and be able to tell when there are issues and we'll be able to get right to them if if they go down, et cetera, et cetera. So that's a perfect example of this. I mean, there's you know, going back to to the you know kind of the the warfare or if there are issues occurring. Mm-hmm. We have we have electronic surveillance. I mean, we photograph every um, every speck of land on this earth multiple times a day between the U.S., Russian, and China satellites, for example. But we don't share the data, right? It's national. Mm-hmm. Our data, we'd want to know, but we're not going to, like, tell other people. And I mean that, not just you, the U.S., but all of us. I mean, we're really, what has happened is everyone is developing their their technology and their capabilities independent, independently. Mm-hmm. We're not looking at it from a global perspective. Yeah, we're not. And, and see, and that's the, that's the whole thing that I'm talking about right there. Yep. You know, that, that we need to be working together. We need yeah. to be helping one another, not only in this this type of thing, but just anywhere. 
there's absolutely no need for anyone who want to have a, you know, who want to eat and have a full belly, that there's no reason that, that you have all of this starvation and, and things on this earth. Okay. Yep. You know, God didn't shortchange us on anything. He locked and loaded us with everything that we need to, to do. It's called selfishness. Okay. Now, yep. in regards to, um, uh, what you said, I have like four minutes. Um, in regards to what you, you were saying about the tracking the Malaysia plane, I agree with that, that there should be, this is, this, you know, this is 2015, 2014, you know, yep. and they're, 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 you know, they're always boasting about the satellites that they have up in the air to spy on one another. Why don't we use it for something? You know, why don't we spread our wings? I mean, you would think that after Amelia Earhart years ago, that they will had, you know, put in something that when planes fly over the water, as you were saying, that they can still track that, and there's no reason why it it can't be tracked. You know, yep. it is. Yeah, seventy, it's, it's 70 after, years later, yeah, we're still not doing it. Like, and we're why? still doing, yeah, we're still doing the same thing, and that's and that's, ladies and gentlemen, and my guess is what I talk about all the time. We keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, and we keep getting the same negative results over and over and over again. You know. Yep. That's what that's what I'm saying. You know, we can we can be doing um, a whole lot better. I certainly, you know, hope and pray that we that we, you know, um, move better as we are, are looking at um, coming to a close of another year. Um, I, I hope, Brian, that uh, people um, will get with themselves first and and um, have a good inside chat with themselves first and it all starts with us first before you can um, go out into the world and help and or fix something else you know what I mean yep absolutely yeah so Brian I certainly appreciate you being on my show I have two minutes Uh, I certainly appreciate you being on my show and discussing this this uh, topic of destruction is inevitable with human beings is it inevitable with human beings I have hope and my thought on that, just that question, is I certainly am praying not. I have hope that we as human beings will look at ourselves, as I just said a few moments ago, and say that we need, we, you know, and, and just know that we need to do better and that we're going to do better, not just talk about it, you know, co- you know, collectively and then move away from the table with no resolvement, that we will do better. I'm, I also want to say to my listeners out there, I certainly appreciate you. Have a fabulous Thanksgiving, uh, celebrating, you know, with your family and friends. I want you guys to all be safe and to remember that I will be once again, uh, coming to you on December 3rd, uh, with Nicholas Shepard, Reginald Campbell and Paris Martin Daniel to discuss sports, um, and mediation, how it can help them resolve their issues that they have in that arena. Okay. So happy Thanksgiving to you all. God bless. And I'll see you December 3rd. Bye-bye.